0: Welcome to The Jockey Club, a podcast looking at the movie Let It Ride, one scene at a time. My name is Dan Delgado, and we're at historic Hylia Park, where one man is having the best day of his life. I'm having a good day. So come on in and hang out while we talk about this day and the greatest movie of all time, Let It Ride. Don't worry about that guy at the door. I've got you covered. You can even take my seat to The Jockey Club. Welcome back to the Jockey Club. We are up to episode nine, which means, of course, we are doing the ninth scene of Let It Ride. And really, it's the ninth scene of Let It Ride, according to me. We are combining two quick scenes for this episode. So this is the scene where Trotter collects his winnings from the first race and heads into the bathroom to hide the money in his shoes. Back with me to discuss this scene is Eric Delgado, my former radio co-host, gambler, and the person I saw Let It Ride with all the way back in 1989. And if you are playing along at home, this is from minute 2526 to minute 2725. So now let's head on up to my usual table at the Jockey Club to discuss directing commercials, Hardcastle and McCormick, and the ninth scene of Let It Ride. Let's get into this. So this is where sure. so we're talking about Trotter, now victorious with his 710 and heading down to collect from the ticket seller who, at this point, still still not on his side, right? Not
1: happy to see him. Right. And it's like, first thing is, you'd have to think at a track this busy for him to even be that memorable. I guess the um, the cheeseburger incident makes him a little more memorable. But I'm sure that the ticket seller has poo-pooed more than enough guys to tell. I mean, you know, he tells them the whole, "This is the fifty-dollar window." Yeah, that's correct.
0: Yeah, see, I think Trotter has enough of a reputation that the ticket seller just doesn't like him. As, as I g- gets, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, we already yeah, heard, yeah. We, we've already heard the story about how he he had rat-holed the five. And he had to drop his pants at the ticket window to get. Yeah, at it. Yeah, but
1: you know what? I don't think we've heard it yet. I think it comes up after
0: this. Oh, you're right. It's It's in yeah. the next scene. It's in the next yeah. scene. But, I've just but being that, be it. that
1: as it, it doesn't matter because it still means it, it's already happened to them. Even though we haven't heard it yet. Correct. It has happened. It's in his past. Yes. Right. You're right. Yes. And so being that he's, you know, looks to be in his 40s. You know, he's probably been doing this 20 years. He's yep. probably got... He, you're right. He's probably built up enough of a, a reputation. It seems like when he says that, he's just making like an instant judgment based on how he looks or something like that. You know, like almost like, I don't know you, sir, but you're obviously in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. But more li- but more likely, you're right, is that he's just being that much of a smartass because he does know there's no way you'll ever be here because you need $50. So... That being the case, he's got enough reason to look down upon him. And so when he arrives, it's when I judge the ticket seller the worst right here. Oh, because, you know, (laughs) you know, Jay's not smug until he says you've got you got the long shot. You know, then all of a sudden, like like the way he says it, it's like Jay responds with like the attitude of like, that's right. Up your ass. <laughs> now, as all
0: right, so now as as we're counting out our seven hundred and ten dollars, yeah, Trotter is going to mentally spend the money. What am I going to do with this money? So here's the list. Are you ready? Ready yes. for the roll call? Sure. Down payment on a new fridge. Down payment, not a new fridge. Down right. payment on a new fridge. I do not know <laughs> the nineteen eighty nine cost
1: of a new refrigerator but right but it's a it's hundred dollar down payment probably yeah i know because he counts it out one, two, three, four, Oh, five, that's one. right you're right yeah that's yep. right yep mm-hmm. he's going 20 40 60 and then he says down payment on a new fridge yep these are the days of financing your fridge at like the local <laughs> fridge lot you know i don't i picture this doesn't seem like you're doing this at uh you know like best buy
0: to me Trotter and a lot of the people that you find at the bar like that crew they seem like they could be in the rent to own category of <laughs> right. buying their appliances totally. and furniture right yeah yes they're going yes. to rent
1: a center to to get Ooh, that new fridge that's yeah. a good one right so maybe there everybody knows right 100 bucks gets you in the door with a uh, a new fridge so now we also know that the fridge must be on the fritz. Yes, it, yeah, that's true. There's a
0: problem with the refrigerator at the Trotter home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next we have rent, which that's solid, right? Rent, right? Paid. And it's
1: to- it's only towards the rent. Oh, that's you know what? Fair. That's point. what he says. Yeah, towards the rent. Right? So, <laughs> which is also funny to me because I don't know where the rest of the rent is coming from. He's only dedicating a hundred dollars. Well, this also could be back rent, if you think about it, you know, towards oh the rent.
0: Right. right. Who is to say that Trotter is current in his job of I'm,
1: driving a cab? Absolutely right. And we also know that he's living in a motel. Yes. Okay. Right, so he's balancing two locations.
0: <laughs> so towards, <laughs> we could kind of go towards which rent, perhaps. And so the next thing we're going to do is flowers for Pam a hundred dollars hey I buy flowers for my wife and yeah
1: it's yeah. like eighty dollars today yes today mm-hmm. I know I was th- i know believe me it's a shock now it was a shock then a hundred dollar so like he really is I was so impressed with that. Because he's going to pay the same amount towards a new fridge. I'm sorry, a down payment on a fridge is he's going to pay for flowers that are going to die in three days. <laughs> but this is what we all do, though. You know,
0: you buy those flowers, you know they're going to be dead in yeah. three days, maybe four, if you are able to put that food in there properly, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, but, it's a challenge,
0: but you can do it. Yeah. But it's it's just the effect that they have. You're not buying
1: them be- because you like flowers, you're buying no. them for that effect. You know, what, what no, right, was but are getting... you sp- mm-hmm. okay? But are you spending, say, three hundred dollars on flowers for your oh, wife? Oh my god, no! Oh my god, because that's that's, a lot that's no. about yeah. I mean, uh, look, I remember flowers back then. I remember rent back then. Okay, because my rent sure. back then it was seven hundred and twenty-five dollars. Wait, wait, so, wait, wait, yeah. seven hundred and twenty-five dollars. Seven twenty-five for the two-bedroom apartment. My first apartment. Jesus Christ, that's expensive, man. We didn't think so. We it was probably what, what did you know? Was it this was in Deerfield? Yeah. Deerfield Beach, Florida, by the way, for those of you not familiar. Yep. Deerfield uh, Beach, Florida. Which, oh my gosh. You know what? That's funny that because I, I was forgetting about this. You'll probably remember this. The first race, the order of the horses is four seven two. Okay. Right? Because you know, we got the big photo and then it comes up Bling! 472 okay Okay. that is the address of my first apartment oh wow look at that and so believe me you know you want to think that the, you know it's there's some kismet going on or something absolutely
0: absolutely it was
1: like wow i used to bet 472 almost you know just like as a throwaway very often like let me do a one dollar trifecta or something like that like i'd spend a buck at least every time i went somewhere on 472 because of Let It Ride, because it was my apartment. Oh, my God. I don't even know yep. what to do with that information. But Yeah, isn't that funny? I, I have a feeling you're not
0: alone. I have a feeling there's other people out there who may have done that. Although I would say you definitely
1: had more of a reason with the uh, apartment. Exact- number. Yeah. Right. No, no, right I don't know if I would have done it if not for that fact. It was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. That's, you know, and, and I can't say that, again, you know, I threw a dollar at it. So I can't say that. Every now and then I would hit something, put it that way. But it was it may not have evened out, put it that way.
0: That's really kind of funny. All right. It is. So-
1: it is. I, I would have spent back then, you know, 20, 20-ish dollars for a, a nice dozen roses. Okay, now wait. Are these delivered? No, I don't. Th- no. Okay. No, I'm buying them. I'm de- they're delivered by me. Okay,
0: all right. See, now I can go to Publix to the local yeah. supermarket for those of you who do not have a Publix. I can still spend $20 and get oh, myself yeah. a good bouquet of flowers and yep. present them. But if you're going to buy flowers and have them delivered, that's when we're looking at something significantly higher. Right, like in the box. Yeah, like in the box. You know, you want it to sh- you know what you want to do is to send them to the job, right? That's the move.
1: Oh, that's the move. That is the move. Everybody, she gets her moment in the spotlight. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. It's a wonderful,
0: wonderful thing that costs Mm me $85,
1: is what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Unless she's a sanitation worker. Yeah, then maybe that's not the best place to do it. On the back of the truck or something, and somebody's running after them, you know. Hey, uh, flowers.
0: This is like an an Ed Norton joke that you're doing right now. (laughs) Down in the sewer. (laughs) Okay, so next on the list is dinner for him and Pam. Right. Also $100. Well, you know, we're going somewhere swanky. We are leaving the mainland. We're going to go to Miami That's a good one.
1: And spend out. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I would, of all of them, I recommend. If you recall, way back, I don't know when now, 10, 12 years ago, when you and I and the wives went to the casino and we all hit big, which never happened, mm. that was the first thing I said. It's like, no, no, we got to we we gotta, we gotta have a nice dinner oh, right yeah, yeah. now. Oh, that's we gotta true. We got to blow out a dinner so that we'll never forget it. <laughs> that right? is so true, so stupid, but so yep. absolutely
0: Accurate. It's like oh my you got
1: to put your you got to put your stamp on the win. Mm-hmm. So that's to me, yeah. The hundred dollars is like, yep. Even if you can't, you know, even if you're going to short the rent a little bit, let's make sure that since it's such a momentous occasion <laughs> that we go out to. I don't. Uh, <laughs> where where are they going? Olive Garden.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, I I would like oh, to no, think no. there's better places yeah. around. No, how about?
1: <laughs> I just watched white men can't jump. Okay. And, oh my uh, god! I already know. If okay. Yeah. So it's it Kadeem is, is so excited that uh, Wesley has, has won the bet against Woody, the initial bet or, or hoping for it. And he can't wait because they, you know, if they win, they're going to sizzler. Sizzler. That's right. Sizzler. Right? And sizzler. it's like, Jeez. he's got a sizzler dance, you know,
0: <laughs> I'm going it's to guess so... that Jay knows a better place. Now, the downside is it could be the jockey club or something similar, right? He yeah. Could, he could say, you know what? There's a really great place in Miami High Line. Let me take mm-hmm. you there. They have I fantastic <laughs> steaks. It's a yes. steak dinner, baby. It's a steak dinner. I know,
1: dinner. which would really, uh, yeah, that would defeat the purpose in front of Pam. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope he's not planning that. All right. And last on the list is parking tickets, which he laughs. It's a joke. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, this is the first scene, I'd say, at that moment where I start to see that Pitka is doing so many interesting close-ups on all of the principles. And it's like every time he does, there's a little, my, uh, a mini payoff every single time. And so it's just like another layer that I noticed, especially with Dreyfus, you know, like in this scene in particular, like he's counting out each time. And then there's a tight close up on Jay and his, you know, like you say, he's naming all these things, but there's also these facial expressions he's giving. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, really in this scene, he's kind of adorable really is what it is. It's like, he's so giddy and happy. And he's just wearing it on his face so well and it's like man I, as i watched the movie i realized that i don't know if this is a note by uh, by pitka or if it's just you know in the acting but he's capturing it so often
0: mm, yeah and i would say a lot of the scenes right one thing if you read a lot of the reviews for let it ride in particular the, the negative ones they yeah. really like to bag on pitka and and they love to just trash the fact that he's a commercial director. Like that's uh, he's great at selling fizzy drinks, but when it comes to a feature, right, I've read that at least twice,
1: right? Absolutely. Yep. And it's uh, such an easy go-to.
0: Oh, absolutely. It is absolutely an easy mark
1: for for this film.
0: But if you look at the scenes and you kind of look at them structured in a commercial type way, in that it's you have fast cuts and it's very Quick pace and it's kind of breezy and it's kind of fun. Like this one, like this scene in particular, right? Or at least this half of the scene that we're talking about, it kind of feels that way. It kind of feels like it plays into what Pitka does, does very well. Yep. Like, like that commercial training, whatever I couldn't even tell tell you the list of commercials that he's done, but there is sort of a quick-paced, quick cuts, nice close, nice, like the tight. Facial close ups you're talking about that all kind of lends itself to what you might find in a commercial. And I don't say that in, in a negative way, I say that in an absolute positive way because that's
1: why a lot of these scenes you can just sort of watch and just enjoy as a scene. You're dead on as far as I'm concerned. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like each one of these, they convey the message as strong as possible. And obviously that's what you need to do in a 30 second spot. It's so weird that you would, you know, go negative on something like this. So what are you telling me? He's really good at conveying his message in every single scene. Is that, you know, like you got to spin that pretty hard for me to think that that's a negative, especially with the result. You know, like I said, each one of these scenes, like you get so much out of because he is making sure, look, I want to convey this, I want to convey that, I want to get this part across, we want to move the story this direction. You know, it, it might even be that at the time that the viewer is not as sophisticated, be conditioned towards something like this, because obviously commercials in the 80s really sped things up. Gosh, what was I watching? I was just watching something. Do you know what it was? Oh, my gosh. It was Hardcastle and McCormick, so I have to remind you of this. <laughs> okay, Yeah, because I finally found, okay, look, this was not anywhere streaming forever. Mm -hmm. And so right now, it's on Crackle, right? Okay. Okay, but anyway, so there's a scene where they're being tailed. Hardcastle McCormick, they're being tailed by somebody they didn't expect. And so we see them pass by, and then the car's about to take off. And then the guy says something like, all right, boys, it's time to tail them. You know, something like that. Let's uh, let's get this tail going, <laughs> something like that. And then they tail him, and I was like, you know, this is the kind of thing because I'm also watching a show called The Mayor of Kingstown right now. Have you are you familiar with that? Oh, that's with uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah i I've, I've not seen it though. Okay, but you, all right. So anyway, so that show I'll just tell you is like super sophisticated. It's created by a Taylor Sheridan, Hell or High Water. Oh yeah. Director? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Okay, so so anyway, so watching the two of them, it's like this is what I'm explaining to to Renee actually where it's like this is wh- how sophisticated we got as an audience. And it's not that just cuz I'm more mature, it's because television has matured over these 40 years and 40 years ago, my 40-year-old dad or 35 years or whatever ha- has to be informed in that moment. In case he's not caught up with what's going on right now, they got to do a little, you know, (laughs) exposition there. Right. And so, you know, it's almost embarrassing when you watch something like that, because it's like, oh, my gosh, now you don't need any introduction to any of that stuff. And in fact, they don't even tell us half the time what they're thinking. You know, like we have we already know that. You know, so let alone what they're going to do. So I'm thinking like when you think about Pitka back then and the people that are being critical, it's kind of similar. Like he's moving things along at a different pace and they're more used to the exposition right there. They're being told, you know, this is what is going to happen next or this is what we're working on. It might be in that transitional phase where they're going like, geez, but this commercial, you know, this is too fast and silly. What are we doing? You know, like I I need to warm up to every scene so it could be in that because look that's that's a fact right there's no shows that exist today that are being made today that are walking you through the scene like that or that they have some character you know that has to be like all right i'm here to get all the information and and it's an extraneous character that for some reason in the scene doesn't know what's going on you know what i'm talking about yeah i know what you're talking about no, like they have to intru- they have to introduce that character. Wait a minute. Now exactly what is quantum physics? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Johnny. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's really going on here? Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So we might be at a point where there's too many of those people who think they're smart mm-hmm. that are that are being critical.
0: That very well could be. I don't know. All right, but. Very nice explanation, and good to know that you're keeping the spirit of Hardcastle and McCormick alive. You got that right, baby. Did not know that was going to be coming up on the podcast. (laughs) Did not expect it. All right, so now Trotter has got the big 710 and looks around and decides to head to the bathroom, and he heads it to a stall. Right. And right. <laughs> we see these cuts of him standing in the stall. And now he's going to take his shoes off, which who would want to do that in a public bathroom, much less one at Hylia Park? And we're going to stick the winnings into the shoes, which and is I- an interesting move, to say the least. Right. Right. Now he c- pops out of the stall. He's doing a little dance, a little strut to the sink. And. <laughs> So It's so ridiculous, right? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. There's a point. There's something I want to mention, actually. Okay. Is, is that when he first walks into the bathroom,
1: right? I know exactly where you're going.
0: Oh, wait, wait. Uh, do you? All right. I, yes, I, I do. The bathroom okay. attendant. There's a bathroom yep.
1: attendant. Says He says, nice well, to see you again. Yes. Yes, like I know. It's like long time,
0: no see. It's yep. like, what? I- okay.
1: That's and you know an it,
0: interesting little little moment there, right? Very much so. I've analyzed this the same way you have, I think. Where it's like, oh, okay. You, you, now you're starting to see just how much Trotter's presence at the track is, right? How much of his life that he's living there. Because yep. the bathroom attendant looks at him and is like, hey, how you do? Oh, good to see you, right? Like, right. I, I don't have that anywhere in my life.
1: Okay, I, I'm gonna go. Okay, so here's the thing. I've I've analyzed this even further. So we know, like you just said, he's gonna go into that bathroom. Yeah, and he's gonna put the money in his shoes. Right. Yep. And then he's gonna go to the bar, and we know that's not the next. That's the next scene. But but this is important because the bartender says, "You look taller." Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Okay. And so you take that. OK, we know he is taller because he's standing on his money. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. right. That's OK. Right. And so when you combine that with the way he's he immediately goes to that bathroom and we know that earlier in the film, he goes to the bathroom in the bar, which is the scariest bathroom you've ever seen. Mm hmm. Right. So now he's going into the the big bathroom At the actual track. Yep. And the attendant hasn't seen him in a while. Yes. And so in my mind, what I see happening here is he goes here when he wins big. He goes here for the purpose of putting the money in his shoes because he doesn't want to spend the money. He's got a ritual.
0: So, Oh, that's interesting. So you don't think that this was... Looney in the previous scene saying, Hey, I wouldn't want to walk around here with $700. 710 And that getting no. into his head. You think right. this is
1: a part of Trotter's MO? I totally do. Okay. Now, that's interesting. I do, I, do, uh, I do feel like, right, the, the remark by the bartender, mm-hmm. Marty, you could take it as, right, like a Pitka style thing where, like, somehow the character's in the know. Which is ridiculous, right? Because obviously, if he's t- <laughs> how much taller could he be? An eighth of an inch, you know, standing on the money. I don't, right. you know, whatever. Right, exactly. Like, yes, he yes. couldn't possibly notice that he's taller. So it's either one of these things where he's got this great ridiculous insight, or he knows every which. See, if you notice, everybody already knows that Jay hit the winner. Yes, and it's gone around the track like lightning, and so because the next thing he does is tells the. Rat holing a five story. Yes, he does. Which which lines up with standing with putting the money in the shoes. Right? Like it's part of the why does he rat hole a five? Because he wants to make sure he has cab fare or something like that to get out of there. Right. That's he knows right. that he's a real, you know, loser gambler, right? Like he'll win it and then he won't be happy till he blows it all. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking this is one of his ways that he protects his money. And so, the last, time, this is why the attendant doesn't see him that often. And so, it's all <laughs> part of like describing that situation. Wow. Long time. Yeah. Okay. And believe me, that didn't come to me the first time. It was after a few viewings where this all sort of comes together because I know that feeling, okay, not anywhere near what Mm -hmm. happens with Jay, right? But I know the feeling of like, all right, there's so much of this that I'm going to dedicate that that goes home with me no matter what. You know, like I separate the money if you've got a big win. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to gamble with this and this goes home. And so, obviously, when you take that and you multiply it exponentially, you got a guy that's going to go to the bathroom and stand on the shoes. I'm sorry, put the money in the shoes. And so, I mean, even, you know, when we go even further, when he eventually is going to bet it, the ticket seller is, like, totally aware of this. You know, like, let's put the money back in the shoes. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. right? Yes. So it seems <laughs> it seems more like... It's more in the ritual fashion than playing off of Looney's remark. Mm. That's that's really interesting because that's how
0: I looked at it. I thought, oh, okay, he is worried about walking around with seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred and ten. And I also thought of long time no see as Trotter's been away from the track because he's been going to, you know, he's been not. That's true. Trying to not gamble. So look, you know
1: what you're. You've got a different take on it than I do. I I get what you're saying there now. Uh, okay, a couple of things about that I, I, is that I don't. <laughs> Seven hundred and ten dollars is it's nice money, but it's not like people are going to start lining up to knock you off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to right, yeah, get a, a, a knock on the head.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is almost like. You know, like a conversation between two homeless people, you know, the way they're talking about it. And, you know, somebody's, you know, found a ten dollar bill, you know, like, oh, you better guard it with your life. Put it in perspective. I don't think anybody, you know, they're out there, they're they're gambling thousands of dollars. So I I think that's just like a a, a silly loony remark that that's just what I I think, before all that. But I do get what you're saying now that we know that with that deleted scene, he hasn't been to the track. Right. So it certainly could be that explanation, and it could be that the bartender, you know, Marty, is is doing, like, the Pitka insight. But it's weird that I came up with the other conclusion because, I don't know, the thing that he does with the shoes is so weird, it doesn't <laughs> seem like... It's very strange. It doesn't seem <laughs> like a- you... It's a weird solution. It's a weird
0: solution. It really is. But it It seems like when when he's standing in the stall and you see him in the stall, it seems like he's trying to figure it out. Like, what do I do?
1: Okay, I got you. I could see that. I feel like I think he's just trying to decide, you know, with my theory, that he's just trying to decide if he's going to do it or not. But then he crumbles it up, which I hate. Why does he do that? You know, like I would put it in there straight. I, I don't get, you know, obviously you're going to, I mean, think about stand, standing on all that crumpled money. I know that's,
0: it's really not very good. Gotta be un- yeah No, you got to flatten it out and, and
1: stand on it that way. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Otherwise,
0: it's really uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. And I'd be worried about like being crumbled up that a chunk of it might fly yeah, out of my shoe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not really
1: well done how he he's wearing money. penny loafers. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Those things aren't secure no not at all, not at all so yeah, so I don't know it's funny that we have this different perspective but I I've oh I will say this I've always felt like it was a ritual and so that's why I think these other parts added to that okay, so let me so, ask you this question yeah when it comes to the idea
0: of Trotter giving up gambling now. It's it's hard for me now to separate that deleted scene, that that beginning scene that we're constantly referring to. Sure. But w- when you watched this movie, I was always under the impression that he had just given up gambling the night before. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. right? Yes. So so now when I watch this movie though now and I see that The attendant says, long time, no see. I'm thinking of that deleted scene where I know he hasn't been for a month.
1: Right. So
0: thinking about it that way, what you're saying definitely makes a, a little more sense because we're looking at him as somebody who has been at least recently, maybe not the day before, but recently enough Recent enough where he, uh, everyone knows he gave up gambling and that he's just now getting back with his wife It because it seems like he's made this
1: declaration just a day earlier. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and okay, he doesn't, when he goes to this bathroom, he doesn't go to the bathroom. No. He just goes in there to do this. Now, whether or not, like, it could be, like you said, that he's deciding what he's going to do, but... He doesn't go in there, obviously, with the intention of going to the bathroom. And we know that he's been to the bathroom, <laughs> you know, keeping track of his bathroom trips. He's already had one today. <laughs> That's true. So, so <laughs> you know, it, it definitely puts it in a gray area. Like, it could be one of these two routes. But, you know, then what's upcoming is washcloth guy doesn't seem to know him. And Jay does his magic thing.
0: Yes, his instant math.
1: Right. So when you take that into account, you'd think that he'd run into that guy. That guy, it looks even, even older. Like, that guy's obviously been around. So you'd think he would know Jay. But Jay does his thing like he's never considered that before. Oh, that's true. It seems like he's just, he's
0: talking, and even though the attendant, long time no see, this guy, it almost seems like this is the first time Jay has decided to interact with this guy. Right. Right? And it's because, yes. it's because he's got a lot of money and he's willing to you know he looks at you know he's at the sink mm. looks at it and mm. and and det- does his instant math says it's you know realizes oh that's not a lot and then the guy verbally says it back yeah it's not a lot of money by the way another one of these guys who's got one quick scene who's ultra memorable i don't know who did the oh, casting boy. on this yep oh actually i do Wallace Nacita i think is the the woman's name anyway Excellent job, because all of these little parts are filled out with the most memorable people, right? Yes,
1: and what a face on that guy. What a face
0: on this guy. It's, yeah, and he very kind of meekly says, uh, it's not a lot of money. And then he tries to pulls that dollar out of the shoe and like makes it seem like it's something really significant, the way he holds yeah. it up. Like, like aha, I'm, I'm now going to change your day with the right. presentation of this dollar which yeah. we get the, this dollar pays four minutes tuition joke from this bathroom attendant. And I want to know if we believe that this guy has children
1: in college. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. First of all, he's like 66 years old. Yeah. And so, uh, no, I I believe the whole thing is the joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. And he doesn't right. look like he he's anywhere – This guy is probably not even married.
0: Exactly right. Exactly right. This looks like a childless bachelor who goes home alone every night and watches The Tonight Show. And that's how he falls asleep. That's who this guy looks like to me.
1: Yes. And he saves that joke for just the right moments. (laughs) And I'll tell you, I think I have told you, this joke has lived on. uh, So many have. But this is one, I probably say this at least once or twice a year in The Right Moments. It the is same a, way. It's yeah. a solid joke, and this guy delivers yeah. it very well. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> Which, and Trotter's retort. What's Trotter's retort, Eric? I know you know it.
1: Buy you yourself a new a joke. joke.
0: <laughs> very
1: funny, too. I mean, it is. <laughs> very no, no right. <laughs> it's it's, ve- <laughs> it's really well prepared. It is. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, right, it's one of those moments where, um, you know, it's almost like you can't. And Jay's a little bit like this, where, you can't get the best of him in a verbal exchange. Like he won't allow it. I can't think of a, a moment in the movie where he's the one that's like stumped or stymied, you know, like, you know, he's got that look on his face. He, he almost always has the, the response. You know, that's not easy in life. But obviously in this moment, that's you can walk around with that answer.
0: Yes. All right. And now the last thing that happens in this scene after buy yourself a new joke which is I <laughs> which is the best I, it's the best line in this the scene that we're talking about absolutely when he, when he leaves the bathroom some random punk and when I and I say punk because this guy looks like he's a punk rocker or something okay yeah a- as he's exiting he says walking tall as he, as he oh walks yes by, right right he's, he's like strutting out and he's like thank you as he <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, it, it, like like this guy, this person who we don't know, who was standing yep. at the entrance to the bathroom when Jay walks in, now sees him walking out yep. and can tell. Oh yeah, he's walking tall. And yes. obviously he's taller with the money in the feet.
1: So it's just it's just friggin' hilarious. It is, and it's you know we don't have. <laughs> I mean, this is really the only Pitka movie that we will count. But it's so indicative of the style of of Pitka and this film like we we get this a lot and at this point where we, it comes at you so fast where like all you could do is laugh but then you have to think of like yeah like you just said all that that guy couldn't possibly know all of a sudden it's like everybody's like somehow their brains are connected in some weird way
0: yes everyone is is tuned in. To what's going on specifically yes. with Jay? Like, there's yeah, there's no way anyone would actually notice this, but for this movie, everyone's gonna notice that this guy
1: is now <laughs> a quarter of an inch taller than right. he was before. Right? Yeah. It, it it it's so bananas. Right? It's beautiful. Like the 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 way it, it consistently keeps occurring. Yes. You know, they
0: don't. Yeah. It's the movie's inner logic that. That is just happening throughout the, uh, the entire film.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so fun.
0: The only, thing I, um, the only other thing I would say that, that I neglected to say is that after he collects the tickets, or he collects his winnings, and as yeah. he's heading to the bathroom, we do get to hear the Fugue for Tinhorn song again. And, oh, yes. And I did not remember I know, that, I thought of that. It played more than once in the it's movie. The- yep, it's like it's his theme.
1: It is for, uh, yes. for a victory.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Which, by the way, in Guys and Dolls, that song plays once. So, mm. so hence now this song feels more like it belongs to Let It Ride, which it always has. Good point. So we like right, like we um, hijacked it. Yeah, we, yeah. I'm exactly right. I feel like we've hijacked it. And in fact, I remember that when Stubby K passed away. And I saw it on the news, not knowing who WK was, but yeah. you know, it was. It made the news, and they played yeah. this scene right from Guys and Dolls, him singing the song. And I thought, oh my god, that's the Let It Rise song. This is where that <laughs> comes from. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. Yeah, I I have to believe that I felt the same way. That I, yeah. I thought it was. I thought that it was a, a song for this movie. Sure. Yeah, because I don't think I had seen that yet. So yeah, and it and it fits
0: so well, it really does. Yeah, it, it fits mean, like
1: the mood of this
0: film really, yeah, perfectly. I don't know. It it just kind of goes. It
1: just kind of yeah. Goes. I mean, you can you can hear this. This is like if it were a musical. <laughs> this would be this would be in the back seat of the cab. This is yeah. what would be have you know instead of them talking the, the way they did. It would be this. I got the horse right here. <laughs> All right, pal. If you say so. His name is Paul Revere. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's like this movie. Uh, it owns this song now. Yes. All right. So I'm glad that we've already established that.
0: It's okay for guys and dolls for all of you guys and dolls fans out there because there's a yes. lot. There's a lot of other songs that are in that musical. They will. They won't miss <laughs> this one. That's what I'm saying.
1: Right. <laughs> That's right.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Jockey Club. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Dan Delgado. And a big thank you to my guest, Eric Delgado, who does not appear on this show because of nepotism. It just seems that way. Our theme music is from Epidemic Sound. Our cover art is by Sean Labrie. If you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you did, then you can help out the show by buying me a coffee. This is actually a real thing. There's a link to... In the show notes on how to do it You basically just click it And then you would hit the donate button A couple of dollars It all helps out the program Now if you are instead Saving up your money So you can bet on that long shot And you cannot spare a coffee Hey, I completely understand that You can still support the show By leaving a 5 star review On Apple Podcasts Or on Spotify Or wherever you may be listening to this Maybe it's through Podchaser. Maybe it's some other app I don't even know about. But wherever it is, if there's a review feature and you can do it, I would appreciate it. You can contact me through email. It's dan at moviemaker.com. Just feel free to say hello, that you like the show, that you hate the show, whatever it is. I'm also on Twitter. It's at underscore Dan underscore Delgado. Or even better, you can find me on the Repod app, which is a great way to not only listen to your podcast but interact with podcast hosts like me. Find it in your app store. Come on by and say hello. That's it. This has been Dan Delgado for the Jockey Club. And remember, sometimes you could be walking around lucky and not know it.